Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, the podcast covering everything from engineering, mining, and mine waste management to whatever else may be on our minds. Pop in your headphones and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. And now, here is your host, Brian Ulrich. accomplished. We've undertaken that uh, numerous times now and technology has failed us and I told my son we should take a little bit of a break so we can come back fresh next time so we're not just going through it robotically and so we'll have that coming up. We're going to take a hiatus next week for Thanksgiving uh, and I thought this time around I would read to you uh, my latest blog. Uh, This should be a fairly popular topic. It's entitled you pay for a reasonable geotechnical investigation whether you have one or not. That is one of my favorite expressions. I think that I made it up. If I didn't, I wish I had. What am I talking about? Well, it's pretty typical for a geotechnical engineer to carefully develop a site investigation plan and present that plan to the owner. The plan's carefully developed taking into account the site conditions, plant facilities, etc. The owner often discusses the need for various investigation points and techniques. Sometimes, usually, some activities of the site investigation are eliminated. It feels like an opening bid that gets negotiated down. Sometimes, usually, you have to hold your ground and explain why certain components of the site investigation are necessary. And then your client tells you why you don't need all that. And honestly, sometimes we really don't need all that. But more often than not, we get surprised by something in the field and we could use additional investigation work. I recall a simple foundation design assignment in Nevada. Expecting the normal valley fill alluvium colluvium and being sympathetic to the client's budgetary restrictions, I arranged for an excavator and I sent one of my engineers out to inspect the excavations. Naturally, I would have preferred to use a geotechnical drill rig, but the excavator was less expensive. What my engineer found in the field confused him. When he returned, he showed me a bag of material that was obtained from the excavation. It was sand. Sand dune sand. Nope, we're not building a structure on shallow foundations on sand dune sand. We had obligingly saved the client money on the site investigation, but we were unable to develop the design for the foundations that they needed. They did not retain us for any additional work, and I often wonder if some poor outfit had designed the shallow foundations that the client wanted on those sand dune sands. On another major project, the site investigation was completed for a major infrastructure installation. The client negotiated down the extent of our site investigation. We completed our work, which included developing the foundation recommendations. Much later, during the construction, we were asked to take part in the foundation approvals process, amongst other things. Several of the structures were required the removal of several feet of superficial material because it was collapsible. I entered in one such excavation and began examining it. 
the base of the excavation should have been on a dense alluvium unit. When half of the floor of the excavation didn't look right to me, I asked for an excavator to poke a few holes here and there. There was a silt unit under half the excavation. Having two dissimilar materials beneath a heavily loaded structure could have easily caused unacceptable settlement issues. Together with some of my colleagues, we had to halt the construction work until the engineering could be solved. So, did we miss something during the original site investigation? No. The client had rearranged the facilities, which resulted in them being spread to the north beyond the extents of the site investigation. The client thought they were saving money by not allowing us to drill a couple more holes. One last story. We were asked again to perform a site investigation for a foundation recommendation project. The loads would be fairly high, but the client assured us that the natural ground would be very dense. We got talked into using an excavator rather than a drill rig, which we would have preferred. We'd completed two or three of the excavations, and everything seemed pretty normal. Then we dug into a bread bag at a depth of 20 feet. Natural material, my Aunt Fanny. We informed the client that we'd have to arrange for a drill rig. They agreed. Unfortunately, the findings of that site investigation indicated that we would either need to relocate the structure or design deep foundations. The fill was just too loose. The client said no thanks to both of those options and hired another firm to complete the work that we'd started. The other firm did some additional drilling and came up with the same recommendations. I'm sure that they ended up going with deep foundations. That client sure didn't save any money by insisting that we avoid using a drill rig. I could go out and bore you with more stories like this, but hopefully you get the point. Try not to get placed in a situation where your site investigation is so limited that you just don't do the project justice. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rockin'.